0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of osteopetrosis, found under the MSK section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 9-month-old boy is seen by his pediatrician for failure to thrive and for growth retardation. He has experienced multiple long bone fractures since birth. His mother has recently noticed that he has been bruising and bleeding more easily than usual he has also developed chronic nasal stuffiness. Let's continue with an introduction to osteopetrosis. Clinically, it is defined as a metabolic bone disease caused by defective osteoclastic resorption of immature bone. Osteopetrosis is also known as marble bone disease. Remember that osteopetrosis translates to stone bone in Greek. In terms of the epidemiology, this is a rare condition. Its estimated incidence is 1 per 100,000 to 500,000 births. Demographically, there's a malignant infantile variant which is autosomal recessive, and it presents in infancy. The intermediate variant, which is autosomal recessive, presents in childhood. And the benign adult onset variant, which is autosomal dominant, presents in late adolescence. In terms of normal bone remodeling cycle, Remember that healthy bone formation relies on an appropriate dynamic balance between osteoblast-mediated formation and osteoclast-mediated resorption. Remember that osteoblasts synthesize bone matrix and osteoclasts acidify and degrade bone matrix to allow for new bone formation. Now in terms of the pathophysiology of osteopetrosis, osteoclasts are unable to adequately acidify bone matrix. The autosomal recessive forms are caused by proton pump chloride channel or carbonic anhydrase II dysfunction. The autosomal dominant form is caused by chloride channel dysfunction and there is impaired bone resorption which leads to overly dense bone that is more likely to fracture. Conditions that are associated include pancytopenia which is due to bone marrow encroachment, cranial nerve palsy due to overgrowth of skull foramina, low back pain which increases the risk of spondylolysis, long bone fractures with low energy fractures that are often accompanied by malunion or nonunion due to impaired bone healing, mandible osteomyelitis due to abnormal vascular supply to the mandible, and nasal congestion due to sinus malformations. In terms of the natural history of the disease, remember that the autosomal recessive forms, such as the malignant infantile variant, are typically fatal in infancy. For the intermediate variant, Patients can live to adulthood, but lifespan is often shortened, and in the autosomal dominant form, there is a normal lifespan with otherwise good health. Moving on to the presentation, the autosomal recessive forms are frequently symptomatic. This may include multiple long bone fractures, more often in the lower extremities than the upper extremities, which is more often in the axial skeleton. It may also present with cranial nerve palsies, frequently in the optic nerve, more so than the auditory nerve, more so than the trigeminal nerve, and more so than the facial nerve. There may be pancytopenia, which can present with severe anemia, easy bleeding and bruising, and frequent infections. Patients may present with mandible osteomyelitis due to an abnormal vascular supply to the mandible, nasal congestion due to sinus malformations, failure to thrive, and growth retardation. On exam, one may note macrocephaly, hepatosplenomegaly, due to compensatory extramedullary hematopoiesis and poor dentition. In the autosomal dominant form, patients are frequently asymptomatic and diagnosed after a low-energy pathologic fracture. Symptoms may include symptoms of anemia and early-onset osteoarthritis. The physical exam is often normal. In terms of further imaging, radiography is indicated, with recommended views being multiple views of any bone of interest. Specific findings may include generalized osteosclerosis. This is where bones may appear uniformly dense and sclerotic, and are referred to as quote-unquote rugged jersey spine or sandwich vertebrae. One may also note constriction of the diaphysis with metaphyseal flaring. This is referred to as quote-unquote Erlenmeyer flask deformity. One may also note loss of the medullary canal diameter, bone-in-bone appearance or endobone, and evidence of prior fractures. In terms of further studies, serum labs may demonstrate pancytopenia due to bone marrow encroachment, increased acid phosphatase due to increased release from defective osteoclasts, low to normal calcium levels, increased parathyroid hormone secondary to hyperparathyroid hormone, and normal to increased alkaline phosphatase. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about McCune Albright syndrome with distinguishing factors being that this presents with polyostatic fibrous dysplastic lesions, endocrinopathy, and cafe au lait spots. Also think about achondroplasia, with distinguishing factors being that this presents with a shortened stature, macrocephaly, shortened extremities, and a normal lifespan. In terms of treatment, medical management includes bone marrow transplant. This is indicated for autosomal recessive forms. The purpose is for normal donor cells to provide normal osteoclast functioning. Another option is high-dose calcitriol. This is also indicated for the autosomal recessive forms. Its purpose is to stimulate dormant osteoclasts to increase bone resorption. And lastly, complications related to osteopetrosis include malunion or nonunion of fractured bones and refracture. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to osteopetrosis, Let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 11-month-old male is brought to the emergency department by his mother. The mother reports that the child is in severe pain and has not moved his right leg since earlier this morning when he was crawling on the floor. The child did not fall or sustain any obvious injury. The child's past medical history is notable for anemia, and recurrent infection since birth. His temperature is 99.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 100 over 65. Pulse is 120 beats per minute and respirations are 22 breaths per minute. Physical exam reveals mild macrocephaly and hepatosplenomegaly. Palpation of the right femur seems to exacerbate the child's pain a radiograph demonstrates a transverse midshaft femur fracture. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's condition? And the answer choices are, choice 1, acidification deficiency. Choice 2, endochondral ossification deficiency. Choice 3, vitamin deficiency. Choice 4, surreptitious child abuse. Or choice 5, collagen production deficiency. The best answer to this question is, choice one, acidification deficiency. The child in this vignette presents with the history of fracture, signs of pancytopenia such as anemia and recurrent infections, and signs of compensatory extramedullary hematopoiesis such as hepatosplenomegaly, suggestive of osteopetrosis. Osteopetrosis is caused by deficient acidification by osteoclasts, leading to poor bone resorption. Healthy bone is constantly undergoing a process of formation and resorption. Osteopetrosis is a genetic condition caused by a defect in carbonic anhydrase II. This enzyme is used by osteoclasts to acidify bone for breakdown. Without functional bone acidification, bone turnover will be impaired. Bone will become thickened and normal hematopoiesis in the bone medullary canals will cease, leading to pancytopenia and extramedullary compensatory hematopoiesis. Additionally, bone will become overly dense, predisposing affected children to fractures. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Achondroplasia is the most common type of disproportionate dwarfism. It is caused by a deficiency in the endochondral ossification, which is the process of bone formation over a cartilage-based ossification center. Choice 3. Rickets is caused by vitamin D deficiency in early childhood. It is characterized by soft bones, short stature, a waddling gait, and leg bowing. Choice 4. Although child abuse should always be suspected in a child with an unusual history of fracture, the presence of other signs and symptoms of osteopetrosis, such as anemia, recurrent infections, hepatosplenomegaly, and macrocephaly, makes this diagnosis more likely. Choice 5. Osteogenesis imperfecta is caused by insufficient production of normal type 1 collagen. It is characterized by increased fracture risk in childhood, blue sclera, tooth abnormalities, and hearing loss. Finally, a bullet summary. Osteopetrosis is caused by a mutation in carbonic anhydrase, leading to the inability of osteoclasts to appropriately acidify and resorb bone. That's all for this review about osteopetrosis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 1 Podcast.